hello guys uh welcome to it we continue with our conversation on a number of things on the iMatter campaign and also um continue having conversations in as far as uh, this month of peace is concerned my name is gift member now on this episode i'm being joined by Mpaso. now Paso is uh, the founder and uh, also executive uh, director of intersex society of zambia now we'll be discussing the things that i've mentioned and this, if this is the first time listening to this podcast feel free go and check more of this conversation on pice uh, podcast on all your favorite pod, uh, podcast streaming platforms now before we can delve into the discussion um let's listen to this short poem that was done by our very own uh, poet from the white smash poetry crew and then we'll be back on the other side The world is in a mess. The world is in a mess because good women and men stand aside when evil reigns in society. We have wars because the greedy are taken over from the content. The rich are sleepless because he fears the poor will break into his house. Where is peace? What is peace and who defines peace? Why these conflicts? Why these wars? Why all this rape? The world is in a mess because me and you choose not to take sides. You see, we have a growing gap of inequality. Industries and policies seem to still lean on patriarchy, making the world tough for women and girls, LGBTQI+, and everyone else. The lean towards capitalism serves none at all as we all fall victim. Peace is not the absence of war as you may foolishly think. Look, happy children on the streets. Look at safe cities for women and LGBTQI+. Look at the rule of law and good governance. Dig inside you and see me smile. If made safe to walk, gyrate and celebrate femininity. Dig inside you and see me being me for who I was created to be. See me celebrate my sexuality and all of who I am and all of me this will be ideal peace international peace day comes and goes each september each september each year every year i yearn years of each year every year as a year of peace every day declare the day of peace not to break me to pieces i want to pray at my church without fearing extremism i want to worship at the mosque and not be obscure i want to walk with my short skirt and still be safe on the streets i don't want guns i want roses i don't want slaps i want shots of tequila or something smooth on this peace day i implore my leaders to sustain peace 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 into the whole world peace and gender gender and sex sex and sexuality sexuality and sexual freedom and preferences i want peace that embraces me as a whole i want peace that is defined as body of christ i want peace preached by muhammad i want peace that is not defined in big thesis but simple to leave feel 
touch and act upon. I don't want forced peace perceived as appearing as silence. I don't want forced peace perceived and appearing as silence. I don't want silence. I want peace spoken poetically, politically, and promptly. I want peace, everlasting peace for women and children. I want peace for lesbians, gays, transgender, queer, and all I want peace, perfect peace. Welcome back. Now, like I did mention, my guest um, is Impasso. Now, Impasso, for those that might be hearing your name for the first time, um, who is Impasso? I know this is a very, for some would say, very dumb question. <laughs> but also I'd like just to find out, maybe let's start the conversation from there. Who is Impasso? And also maybe as you answer that, you can also shed more light what um, Intersex a Society of Zambia is all about. Okay. Um, thanks for this opportunity, Gift. And um, so who is Impasso? So Impasso is uh, a Zambian to start with, and uh, uh, he's an intersex activist. I think maybe basically I can say that because otherwise if I go on, the list is long, mm-hmm. just trying to describe who Mbaso is. Mm-hmm. Now, let's let's base our discussion on intersex. You see, you've rightly put it that you are um, an activist of um, intersex. Now, you have um, an organization that focuses on intersex. Maybe let's let's pick it up from there. What uh, I know you are you are um, you are an activist, but also from the conversation that we've been having with the guests on this uh, particular um, uh, this five particular episodes, like we really want to understand what drove you to um, forming this organization and what what was the passion be- behind that. So the passion uh, behind uh, forming the organization uh, is that I'm an intersex myself. So reflecting on the challenges which I've gone through as an intersex person and also I've interacted with uh, intersex persons themselves and I saw the struggles because I think for me I was able to come out and just be who I am but I also looked at uh, those intersex uh, persons who are not able to. And I thought I would be, I would steer up the conversation so that other intersex people can also uh, feel comfortable and just accept themselves and just be who they are. Mm-hmm. So basically it was uh, driven by my experience and the circumstances also uh, which I, I went through as an intersex person. Mm-hmm. Um, on... Obviously, September is a month of peace, and also there's an ongoing campaign called I Matter. Um, and some of the things that we also want to highlight uh, to, to bring out in this conversation, and I, I'll keep on mentioning this, um, Wet Smash and also um, Pice Radio um, came up with this initiative. But for me, as an individual going doing this, I told myself that I was going to go into this and willing to learn um, different experiences from uh, different people from the different works of life. Um, you've mentioned some of the you've you've actually highlighted that you had some challenges. Um, you and I have probably have, have had this conversation yeah, off record, 
but I would also like to learn um, how does society look at someone who is an intersex? So when it comes to society, I think the response which uh, intersex people get is not uh, it's not a good one. It's not encouraging. It's not a favorable one in terms of an intersex person trying to you know navigate the spaces of society. Uh, maybe because it could be attributed to the fact that people don't understand what intersex is. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's first and foremost. And the other things is that there's been a lot of not there's been, but there is a lot of myths around who an intersex person is. And also, uh, that has also contributed maybe to the way uh, people view or treat intersex uh, persons. Mm. So, uh, with those challenges, um, would we say that most people live in fear of coming out and say, I am an intersex based on the myth? Or maybe you can also share with us some of the myths, especially from the Zambian context that people have about uh, uh, intersex people. If, if at all intersex people is the right term to use. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, the point which you've just raised that could it be that intersex people are hide because of that? Definitely, yes. Because maybe I can start with uh, also, we might be talking about intersex, yet people don't understand what mm-hmm. intersex is. So when we are talking about an intersex person, we are talking about a person who was born with uh, sex characteristics which do not fit the typical definition of what we understand as someone being born female or being born male. Just to simplify that, so the, the typical binaries which we have is that someone is born male and born female. And when we talk about a description of someone who is born male, Definitely, there are features, biological features, which would distinguish a male from someone who is born female. For intersex persons, you find that they've got a mix. And in most cases, now coming to the mix, when we talk, because my explanation now already says that intersex people are the middle sex. And now the myth which normally comes is that intersex people are born with both organs. Which for me, I would say, it's it's kind of, um, the way people uh, understand it, it's misleading. Because I think you and I, when we, th- when we say someone has got both organs, what we are referring to are the genitals, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, if you say organs, even the heart is an organ. So it's very important for people to understand and be able to distinguish what that entails if someone is born with a mix. So, for example, you can find that someone is born uh, a female, but they don't have internal female organs. For example, you find that they don't have uh, ovaries. And sometimes you find that they've got undescended testicles. That person is intersex. Because when we follow who a female is, there are those features which are described, the external genitalia and the internal genitalia but you find that the internal genitalia does not fall under the classification of how a female is defined. That person is intersex. And we've got some, if you talk about uh, a male being born with the chromosomes XY and a female is XX, but you find that there are intersex people who've got XXY chromosome, which we've never even learned in our 
you know, biology mm. at school. So maybe basically that would be a brief. Mm. And most of the times when you come up, when we talk about the meats, that that meat on its own, if someone tells you you've got both genitals, because they refer to the term genitals uh, using the word organs, which is not true. Mm. And it's not true that uh, an intersex person is born with both organs. And that is the myth. Because someone, if someone says I'm intersex, they'll be like, oh, so, referring that those are the ones who are born with both organs. Mm. So you see, someone would not even come out. And for some, if we go typically with the traditions, some they say, no, intersex people were born like that because they were bewitched. Or maybe because there could be something which their parents did and they're being punished for it. Mm. So I don't think someone would want to to come out and, you know, openly to say I'm intersex because of those uh, myths surrounding their existence. Very interesting. Um, what led you to come out and say I am an intersex? And also maybe I'd also like to l- learn from you at what age did you uh, identify yourself as one? So it's very difficult because, you know, sometimes these terms, mm-hmm. we don't normally know about them. Mm-hmm. Because for me, coming to learn to say I was intersex, I knew I was different. Mm-hmm. Because uh, based on the classifications of how a male is born and how a female is born, when you look at the features, you'll be like, okay, I'm different. I don't mm-hmm. fall in the categories of the binaries which we know of or which people know of. I learned at a tender age that I was different, but I never knew that I was intersex. All I knew is that I was different. Mm-hmm. I think even from the time I was starting, I think around my primary grades, I already knew I was different. Mm-hmm. And in my primary times or my primary years of school, I learned that I was attractive to females. And there comes a challenge now where you were identified. Because when I was born, doctors didn't give me the gender. I was born intersex. But you know, when you go back to society, you need to be identified which one is your gender. Because society expects that, you know, a woman is supposed to be raised this way and a, a, a man is supposed to be raised that way. Or a boy and a girl. They're supposed to be raised in different ways. For me, it was difficult because doctors just said, okay, for my parents, they said, can, you can go and observe the child as they grow. And here are parents who don't even, this is their first child, and they've never heard about these things. So it was very difficult for them. They needed to identify me, and I was given a female gender. Now, growing up, I wasn't even comfortable being, you know, called uh, a female. Because even then, you could not uh, start interrogating why was I raised like this, why that. But when I reached, um, and that was after my secondary uh, years, because there are issues now of relationships, and here you are being identified as a female, you're attracted to, to females. And yet, even just that, you don't even feel as female yourself. That's when my journey started of questioning now. Who am I? And I started asking my parents. That's when I learned about, no, this is how you were born. And this is the journey we went through, sort of. And my parents were open enough to say, you've grown up. We made that decision back then for you. Now it's your turn. 
you can make your own decisions and see what you want to do for your life. And that's when I started inquiring with the doctors. That's when I came to know that I was intersex. Mm. After the whole lot of tastes and the other uh, issues. And afterwards, that's when the issues of now changing my name and my sex marker on my documents came in. Mm. But it was after thorough investigations and medical tests. Yeah. So now would you say that the would-be authorities also uh, in the medical world, especially in, in our local medical world, um, do are giving, are well equipped to at least help um, our parents? Because I'm looking at it from uh, the people that live in the rural areas and then they have such a child and also uh, bearing in mind with the myth that surround that. Um, and this month is a month of peace. So when we we're having this conversation and when you are explaining all this, I'm also looking at um, this person that is in far-franked areas, in, in the rural areas that don't even understand uh, what is going on. And maybe we can drop this conversation now to what intersex society of Zambia is doing. What are you... Uh, what are you doing to make sure that um, people's uh, maybe genders are not misplaced? Okay. So as uh, Intersex Society of Zambia, we are still a very small organization. Mm-hmm. But what we are doing is also the main issue is raising awareness. Because for me, I believe it's when people are informed, that's when they can you know, make uh, decisions as to how they can be of help. You cannot offer help where you don't even know what would be expected of you. Definitely. So raising awareness is one of our our many uh, focus areas when it comes to our work. And also when we get in touch or when intersex persons reach out to us, we also offer a psychosocial support for them as well as guidance for parents on how best they can raise their children. And also, like you said, when it comes to the doctors, how well equipped are they? We only have a few doctors who are who are able to understand what intersex is. But even then, um, I would say the knowledge is limited. You know, uh, professional knowledge and lived experiences are two different things. So we also uh, interact with uh, the medical practitioners just to see how best we can assist each other. As well as also sharing with them the experiences because intersex variations are different because we've got over 40 variations and each uh, variation is different. So if I see one intersex person today as a medical practitioner, I should not expect that the next one will be the same. So we're also trying to you know, uh, raise awareness around that and also uh, share the knowledge with the medical practitioners and also see linkages because we also work with uh, doctors from UTH. So when they have a case, they also call us so that we sit together and see what's the best way forward. And at all costs, we try as much as possible to discourage surgeries because they have uh, adverse uh, effects on a child as they grow or when they reach puberty. Because mm-hmm. we encourage that um, intersex persons should not undergo any medical interventions until they reach their puberty and be able to you know, um, choose for themselves which gender they'd want to align with. So I did make mention earlier on that this is uh, September's uh, is a month of peace. What does peace mean to you as intersex Zambia, as a society of Zambia, 
and also as in person. For me, peace is, uh, what peace means for me is um, being in harmony, being at, uh, at ease with myself. That's what peace means for me, being free from, you know, conflicts, being free from things which uh, bother my, my mind. For me, that's peace. Mm-hmm. And also being able to, you know, interact with, with people without any grudges. That's what peace means for me. Okay. And the other one is, we um also joining the campaign of I Matter. For the intersex society of Zambia and people in, in, in Zambia generally, um, when we say, when you I say to you, I matter, what is the first thought that comes to your mind? And or also, how maybe do you interpret this hashtag? And I believe that this should not just be more than a hashtag, but this should also, you know, uh, provoke a certain conversation in, in our society. Definitely. It's, it's well put. When I hear that uh, uh, hashtag I matter, for me, I think for the longest time, um, there's been a lot of invisibility for the intersex uh, community or intersex persons. So for me, when I hear that hashtag I matter, in my heart I say, I'm here, I exist. And definitely, I need to also be recognized that I'm here. And if we're talking about um, in the context of Zambia, it means like intersex people's rights need to be, you know, uh, promoted and and protected. That's what uh, it means for me. All right. Now, as we come to the end of uh, this conversation, um, 2020 came with its own challenges. Um, In March, we recorded the first case of COVID-19 uh, that came with its own um, with, with its own challenges. We are slowly seeing the world opening up. But what has been um, the, the greatest challenge that you have encountered during this period uh, from the organization point of view? It has really been um, a hard year for the organization itself and uh, the community members. Mm-hmm. Because, like you know, starting from the issues of secrecy, the name callings. And here we are in the face of COVID where we need to, you know, protect ourselves. We also need to have uh, protective equipment. So how do we then acquire it? Because if here I am as an intersex person, say, if I come out, because already I'm battling with uh, my own issues, not being recognized and not being appreciated, as a human being in society, how then do I even come out to even seek medical help in cases where I contract, uh, I get the, the virus itself? So it's very challenging. And also, when you talk about intersex persons, it's good you also pointed out in terms of the village, the rural areas. How then now? Because if here in the urban areas we are struggling, how much then? We can imagine the struggle in the rural areas. Most of the intersex people come from, you know, I would say low-income uh, families. I, I, I don't like using the, but it's the right word to use. They come from poor families. Mm-hmm. Most of us come from poor families. So how then do we manage to, you know, maneuver around that? And most of the people, when you talk about um, high levels of school dropout because of discrimination and stigma, 
what that translates into is that most intersex people would not finish their school. And what's the only job out there? You find that maybe they will just work with their hands or uh, find uh, peaceworks which you, you can do. And with the lockdown, that means that intersex people who are, are doing these uh, small pieces of work or who are doing manual work, it means there's no work for them. And even issues of survival become even more, more difficult. And when you talk about the uh, access to medical health, it's also a challenge. If you don't have money, how do you access? And when you talk about our medical facilities, we don't have affirming healthcare services for the intersex community in itself. So it's really a big challenge, a really huge challenge. Interesting. Um, Pastor, you've been an amazing um, guest, I must make mention. Uh, for those that are listening to us, uh, maybe listening in within Zambia, and would like to get in touch and find out more, or maybe there's a young person out there that is listening to us um, right at this moment, and they are not really sure of the agenda, and they would like to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Okay. They can get in touch uh, with us through our Facebook page because it allows you for you to send a message. And we also have, on that Facebook page, we also have an email address which they can write to. And there's also a phone number which they can uh, call on. Mm-hmm. And our Facebook page is uh, Intersex Zambia Org. Or just typing in Intersex Society of Zambia, it will still be in the page. Or the contact details are there. So the email all right there you have it i hope you have um learned one or two things um pastor an amazing guest my name is um, gift member until next time stay positive and goodbye <laughs>